With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. A bit. All right. And y'all ready to go? Good. Right, let's get it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Panthers Brawl. As always, alongside Sean C. Stewart, Tyler Bursky, and Jeff Taylor, I am your co-host and moderator, Jack Taylor. And I'm so excited to be back for another episode of the Panthers Brawl, episode four now. We've gotten about a month's worth of episodes, so it's been this first kind of quarter, you could say, and it's getting more and more fun each week. And we've got some exciting news to tell y'all. Um, it's kind of low-key, but I think we can mention it. Yeah. But our very own Jeff Taylor is now the quote-unquote executive producer of the Brawl Network podcast. So he's going to be consulting each and every podcast that the Brawl Network puts out. They're each better than the last, so he's going to be overseeing those and hopefully making sure that we get the best resources from the beginning. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but Jeff, congratulations on that. Guess where I'm at. You where are you at? You can't see it. I'm in L.A. It's- well, he's in LA getting these connections for us right now, huh? Exactly. <laughs> the big boss man already started, man. Look, look, the game, look, the work won't stop. The work does not stop. We don't care how late it is. We don't care what day it is. It yeah. does not stop. I have no idea what day yet. I have no idea what day it is. I just know it's, uh, what, three hours behind you guys. It's time to get this money. What time it was, it was time <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, I mean, Jeff right here is the is – the, prominent example of no matter how old you are no matter how long the game you've been out you can still keep kicking and still keep going and it doesn't matter if other people don't think you have anything left in the tank you can prove that you do he does that our very own or formerly very own greg olson has done the same thing as obviously the biggest news in panther nation coming out of today and the last couple days is that greg olson will sign a one-year i think it was 13 million in total after the signing bonus Oh yeah, I, seven I, million. Yeah, I knew seven million. Seven million to start. Yeah, it was seven million dollars, and I think a five million dollars signing bonus. He signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, very fondly referred to on Twitter by Panthers fans as the bitch pigeons of the rainy city. I got a little bit of a kick out of that one. I'm not gonna lie, I like that one. Um, because it's no secret, Panthers fans don't entirely care for no. the Panthers. Yeah, they, they, Panthers no. fans don't entirely care for the Seahawks, and. I mean, what are your initial thoughts on it? I, I know what I think. What are your initial thoughts about Greg going to the Seahawks? I know for me, uh, obviously he was a free agent. I don't feel I, I'm not I'm not upset towards Greg because at the end of the day, is he has a job to do. He was released by one employer, went to another employer. So it's I treat it like how I would treat any anything else. You know, he went to find another job. So I'm not mad at him. I mean. Really, nothing for me to be upset about. I mean, the team released him. Yeah, it's it, it, it is what it is. Business at the end of the day. So I mean, more power to him. I do not hope. I, you know, look. I mean, I'm glad he's getting paid. Yeah, but that's all I want from him. <laughs> that's all I want to see from him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, for me. Like, go ahead, Tyler. All right. Yeah, for me, of course. You know, going to Seattle. There's so many other teams I'd rather see him go to. Just because, as you mentioned, like that out of division rivalry we have with them, it's just kind of inherited. But you know, for Greg. It felt like his time was coming to an end in Carolina. And, I mean, as much as I would like to see him retire a Panther, you know, he had a great career for us. And, you know, he did so much for the community and then the team also. And I just wished him the best of luck. And then, I mean, just because I don't like the team, I still root for Greg. You know, I think for me, you know, it's it's that player that that every team has that if they move on, it's the player that you would really want to see win a Super Bowl. I mean, you, I mean, you just you want to see somebody like him win a Super Bowl. Good guy, great for the community, um, you know, and and really for the teams that were courting him, whether it was Redskins or the Bills or something, Seattle was probably his best bet at, at getting that Super Bowl. So you know, as a person who loves football, who loves you know the good guys, good for him, and um, you know, I, I we wish him the best. And he's that one guy you kind of root for. I'll be interested to see what we're. Uh... Because your youngest son is a diehard Seahawks fan. What were his reactions? Uh, Nate loved it, man. Nate thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Nate is like, uh, we finally have somebody um, uh, who can um, hopefully hang in there. And, and Nate talked about, you know, not really having 
um, a solid tight end uh, because they've had some injuries here and there. Now, of course, Greg, can he stay healthy is the question. But, um, no, Nate was Nate was fired up. You know, he probably was. And um, he wanted to know, of course, how you reacted. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, but it's it's um, I think for Seahawks fans, they know what they're getting. They're getting a veteran, uh, a leader. And, um, you know, and, and another spin on it we haven't talked about yet was I'm wondering, you know, other than, you know, um, the uh, Levine Children's Hospital in Charlotte, you know, the, the, the Children's Hospital in Seattle. Um, there you go. You know, in Seattle, you know, yeah, I got you, you know, but the one in Seattle is pretty big. So, you know, to, to have that comfort as a family to go out there and know they've got that available to them probably played a big role in it also, I would think. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously every Panther fan knows the story of the Olsen family and how his son suffered a very serious heart disease and still is affected by it. Um, and it's actually not by coincidence that I wore this polo today. Over the summer, I worked for the uh, Secret Studios program in Charlotte at the Levine Children's Hospital. Basically, we put on, kind of like we're doing now, we put on a radio TV show for the kids in the hospital, entertain them, keep them, you know, upbeat while they were in the hospital. And one of the biggest proponents and one of the biggest donators for that entire hospital, I mean, he just added a new whole wing because of his donations, was Greg Olson. They were there all the time. It was a big factor when he moved from Chicago to here because um, it was right around the time that his son got diagnosed. So, and it was funny, he's, I, my first show, I did, my show that I did was called Kicks the Care. And any NFL, NFL fan knows in the past five, six years, I think, actually it's probably shorter than that from what I remember, the NFL started the initiative um, called uh, 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 My Cause, My Cleats, excuse me, where players would get to, do, uh, you know, they get to customize their cleats and any way they want, and they could look flashy, they could look different. Only time in the entire season where they could wear different cleats other than their team. Um, and so a lot of players, they put it to certain causes they were, that they uh, were supportive of. And Greg, obviously his was Have a Heart and also Levine Children's Hospital. Those were his cleats. And a lot of the players on the Panthers as well, I know Matt Paradis, Matt Paradis did it last year. Andrew Norrell did it in the past. I know a lot of the linemen and tight ends, they did it as well. They wore the same cleats. And um, so he was a big proponent of – he was my first episode because in Charlotte and as that subject, I basically – I focused on players – and I focused on their foundations that they that they they raised money for, and then showed a little bit of highlights. You know, talked about them as a person. So Greg was the first one I did. My first day on the air, I did it on Greg. Finished my episode, put out a lot of stuff because I was like, I, I know him. I know I can talk a lot about him. I go to the bathroom after my show was done. We had to do fill an hour, so you have to have, you know music break. We get a music breaks. We get a videos. I would show like you know when Greg was like I think number like thirty five on the top one hundred a couple years back when yeah. we went to the Super Bowl. I showed that highlight reel. I go to the bathroom, I come back, and the other intern's like, Jack, you're going to die. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He was, And she was like, Greg Olson just walked through the front lobby of the hospital. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was so upset. I wanted to be Greg Olson so bad. And I'll talk about it a little later, but actually, I have met Greg Olson before. But that's a, a story for a different time. Regardless, um, so that, honestly, the hospital might have played a part. I mean, Seattle, I'm from, my, my mother's a doctor. She knows, like... She knows how good the Seattle Children's Hospital is. So that honestly could have played a part. What I want to know is we all kind of saw, especially through Panthers Twitter, it was speculated, and especially today after Greg kind of refer, uh, referred to it again, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson had an interaction at the NFL Honors Awards uh, the day before the Super Bowl. They whispered into each other's ear, almost reminiscent of LeBron and who was, what did he whisper? AD? No. LeBron talked to somebody. Steph? Someone? I really don't. Remember. I can't remember. But LeBron, you know, that kind of picture, LeBron, you know, covering their mouths so they can talk to each other without people trying to le read their lips. Cam lean in, whisper something to Russell Wilson. We don't know what was said, but it was a little bit later. Someone like I think it was the checkdown. They tweeted, "What is Cam saying to Russell?" And Olson quoted the tweet with, "That Olson can still play." And then today, after the signing, Olson tweeted, "I guess my." I guess my uh, my references checked out. So I want to know what y'all thought about that interaction. Do you think Cam was alluding something to Russell, or do you think he was just, you know, it's all just hearsay and he was just talking to Russell? I want to hear Tyler go first on this one because I'm interested to see what he has to say. Yeah, you know, for me, like, this stuff's always interesting, like the little nuances of this kind of thing with the players. And for me personally, I think it was just more of a – they didn't. he didn't want to hear – want this public to see what he was talking to Russ about. I mean, he could have very well said something about, you know, just the rivalry or just the teams themselves or how each team's doing. He could have said anything. So, but I, I don't, 
personally, I don't think it was about Greg, but I mean, if it was, that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I think he was uh, whispering, do you need a backup in Seattle? I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time that's my I don't think it was anything I think it was just like he said Tyler said they were just shooting the bull but to me yeah do you need a backup in Seattle there you go I don't want Cam huh. the ranks of Tervarius Jackson or whatever his name was or Tyron oh, Taylor Duke for a little bit Tavares Tavares Jackson that's yeah, what it was yeah Tavares Jackson you want Geno Smith over there Geno Smith I don't want Cam yeah, right now. I don't want that happening yeah, well I okay so I think amongst those, like that quarterback fraternity is a little different. I definitely think that he gave him a little, like a little, a little insight, like, hey, you know, because mine, because wasn't Greg was already released by then by the time the NFL honors came around. Yes, he, he was. Yes, yeah. He was so, gone. I, so, I, so obviously, Cam and Greg obviously are tight. He was in contract talks. He'd already talked to the Seahawks. Yeah. At that so point too. at that point, I know Cam. Of course, they all. I think they all knew the situation that he was in. They all knew the teams he was looking at. Hey, yeah, I can see it. I, I think I think that's probably what it was, but it, it easily could have just been an interaction between two guys that have been in the league around the same time, mm-hmm. broke in together. You know what I'm saying? Two and, and two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. obviously the two black quarterbacks as well. I, yeah. Obviously, I can see them. You know, they they have a, they do have a relationship. Yeah. But I definitely think that conversation was alluding to something about Greg Olson and whether he was going to go there or how good how good is he yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? I so, mean, it very well could have been also like I mean, I wasn't didn't Russell Wilson just announce that they're going to have another child? Yeah. Like third kid. So I mean, yeah. it could have been. I mean, they it both been, yeah. they both have multiple children. Yeah. They both have almost what? Cam's got three now, I think. I mean, yes. three or two yeah. or three. Honestly, no telling. He, I, I'm. Honestly, we're not going to talk about that because that's. <laughs> it could be four. It could be five. On we go. On we go. You do you, Cam. I. Blessings, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> because we don't want to talk about that. Okay, um, switching topics. Obviously, Panthers fans seem very divided on this, as Panthers fans always are. And I think most fan bases are very divided. Yeah. You see it in Tennessee. Some people want to see Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry not be signed again. Some people in Seattle don't want to see, you know, don't want to see Bobby Wagner. It's it's weird. Some fans are fans are very weird on teams across the country, but in our case, fans are very divided once again on multiple different issues in the same offseason about whether or not they support Greg and his decision and want him to go get a ring and want him to be successful the way he deserves, or they never want to see the Seahawks in the playoffs ever again. And I have my answer. I have my opinion. What, what, what do y'all think? I don't, yeah. What do y'all think? I think that, you know, for me, it's, if you are a football fan and a pure football fan and you, you're, you're happy for the guy, that's great. And I get the whole, um, it's like when Steve McNair went to Baltimore. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Um, but I, I always wanted to see Steve do well. I think that the fact that if you think about the last four or five years with the Panthers and the Seahawks, outside of, you know, the division within the conference, they've had some pretty stellar games. And I think that, you know, you can look at Panthers and the, the, the Saints and the Falcons and the Bucks. that's one way. But really that, that battle between the Seahawks – and the Panthers has really escalated over the last couple of years. I think if, if that hadn't taken place, they'd be fine with it. I think it's just back and forth with the Seahawks over the last few years is why the Panther fans are a little like, nope. You know, if, if, if all of a sudden Seattle comes into town next year and it's the NFC Championship game, let's say, and it's Seattle, Carolina, and Greg Olson scored the winning touchdown for the Seahawks, Panther fans would lose their mind. Yeah. I think that's, that's a lot of the case, too. I know for me personally, yeah – I'm I'm actually a fan of what Seattle's done because I'm a fan of defense. So I'm I'm always going to be a fan of what Pete Carroll has been able to do there as a head coach. I love I love Russell Wilson because ah, he elevates guys. But if you I do not want to see anybody win a championship over my team. I like, irregardless of who's on who's over there. I'm happy you getting your paper. I'm glad you're making your money to do you. But when you come out of these championships, yeah, I'm selfish. I want all I want all the chips on my table. I'm, I'm not. I mean, like I said, I hope he has a great year because I want Greg Olson to have a good enough, uh, good enough uh, year in uh, Seattle to where he could hopefully bolster his Hall of Fame reputation. Hopefully, get a chance to make it into the Hall of Fame. That's what. That's all I want. Aside from that, yeah, I no. Well, see, that's no. the argument I make is that. I'm not trying to be a proponent of the fact that, you know, I'm rooting for other teams to get rings because that is a big thing. Like, people say, like, Panthers fans will root for all these old players, TD, Khalil, Olsen, to get rings over their teams. That's not what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Now, 
say that happens and the Panthers are already out of the equation, cool. Yeah. That's fine because we can't, we weren't, we didn't fight for it anyway. Say the Chargers made the play a Super Bowl this year, I would have been cool with it. Because for me, I think I do, I am on that side of where we should not have wasted, not that we wasted it, I per se, but we, I wish we would have achieved the success when we had this talent. That, I mean, that 2015 really was that border of these guys are on their way out. We need to get them a ring. I think that was a big factor in the success we had that year was that motivation. You had TD, you had Greg. We didn't know how long these guys had. We had Jonathan Stewart. We didn't know how long they had. <clears throat> and I think that if Greg could get a Super Bowl this year, if he could get a ring or even just an 800-yard season, 750 yards, I think he will do really well with the Seahawks because they do need that tight end presence. And I think Russell Wilson, like we said, can elevate him. And he, we know he's a reliable guy. It's, we'll see how his foot does. But regardless, yeah. I, w I, I hope he gets a ring, honestly. I do because I know he deserves it throughout of all the things he has gone through with his family. And he has more the most. I've seen, after like watching All or Nothing, you know, I know how much he wants to play and be successful. It kills me inside to, for him to think that he won't get a ring because I know how much he wants it and how much he's worked for it and everything, all these other outside factors. I do lament the fact that it would have to come with the aforementioned bitch pigeons. But, I mean, because I, I actually disagree with you, Jeff. I think, honest to God, the Bills might have been a better option for getting a ring because of the way that the Patriots, the, the, dis, the, dis, the, way that the, the uncertainty of that division and with how, how much the 49ers have been successful this year i think they could maybe continue that success and so seattle well they still might make the playoffs i don't know how well they do getting out of it that's a, a different conversation though but i do think that i'm on the side of i are on the side of i hope you are successful and I support for this episode has been provided by ratio keto friendly dairy snacks if counting macros makes your head spin count instead on a snack by ratio they've done the math for you so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. I will root for you until you play us. Once that comes down to it, all, every, all, the, all the cards are off the table. Then we have different words. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, right. So I think Jack covered it pretty well there. I I see it as two separate issues. Like, of course, I hate Seattle forever, and but I root for Greg still, no matter where he went. And you know, if they were to beat us, if anybody were to catch the game-winning touchdown pass, I'd want it to be Greg, if it had to happen. So, I mean, I just wish him the best of luck there. And even though I'll, I'll never like Seattle, but I will, I will shout out the Panthers fans though on this. I mean, I would say the Panthers fan base is pretty, pretty reasonable and even compared to some other ones I've seen out on Twitter. I mean especially like Seattle or Philly, like those are some crazy they got their moments, bases. definitely. They have yeah, their yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, every fan base has their moments too, but yeah, I, I see it as two separate issues and I just am excited for Greg. I think honestly one of the most, one of the least aggressive fan bases because they really have not had anything to be aggressive right. about in the past. Yeah. The Titans. Um, they don't really ever make any waves because they don't ever have any, They up until this year, I've not had anything to make waves about. A lot of the times, everyone kind of blows their like their yeah. takes away because like, oh, you're just the Titans, go away. But like, yeah, we, we keep getting to the playoffs at nine and seven, like, eh. Yeah, but hey, this year now they're they're making it works. Some way. No, it works though. It, it works. works. Hey, it works for them. Just so you know, and this is for a completely different show. Adam Schefter just reported that Brady, uh, the Titans are the top choice for Brady right now. If it were to happen, but see, I don't. Why would you want him? No, we'll go. We'll go to another. No, that's, we, a, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a different. That's yeah. a different path. Oh, let me just hold on. Let's stop real quick. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, we talk about it. I don't. Yeah, I, why would you? I mean, you had that offensive. You had that offense rolling. You had Tannehill. You know, Derek. You know, all of that. You listen. Go one more year now. Of course, the, I think the main question there is Tannehill. When people are trying to say he just had a great year and what's going to happen next year, roll the dice one more year. You yeah. got nothing to lose, man. Roll the dice. Tag him. Sign Derek Henry to the biggest contract you can sign. Get him for three or four years. But I don't want Brady. That was weird. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how long the the Tannehill magic lasts. I think it 
I but I still think he gives you more guaranteed years than Brady. I agree. I yeah. mean, just as far as longevity goes, whether that's success wise, yeah. that could come, you know, that's neither here nor there. And, but and the fact and real quick, and the fact that Derrick Henry has actually come out and said, I want Ryan Tannehill for yeah. another year. You listen to that, that man more that, than you, you got Derrick when you got Derek saying that, yes. Did you see how much he deadlifted <laughs> today? No, nah, I didn't. There were no more plates. They could put 45s on it. I don't know. They were surprised. They were, no, not, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, you see his legs. They're bigger than my body. Yeah. He's got calves <laughs> like redwood trees. If, if, it, if you want to know how big Derrick Henry is, you, you ain't got to look at any pictures of him lifting. Just look at that picture yeah. of him standing beside Mark Ingram. And that. Mark exactly. Ingram. Yeah. That, was, that, that does it right absolutely man. wild. Grown, oh, my God. He's unreal. A man. <laughs> I mean, really, honest to God, he would make Cam look small. Really, he would. Yeah, you got to really try to do that. You, exactly. Yeah. But time right. and, and Tyler, you talked Speaking. about it a little bit, and it's wild because I mean, I think you think about all these past Seahawks games against the Panthers and regular season or in the postseason. Obviously, ones that come to mind are postseason. You got when we almost blew a lead in the first round of the, or the second round of the playoffs when we had a twenty point lead and they almost came back. Thank the Lord we won that game. Year before that, where we were holding our own up until Cam threw the pick six to other Cam, and that yeah. got, that was gross. But then. Or to get to the you know get to the playoffs in the regular season, Greg Olson scoring that wide open touchdown in tw- in week what eleven no seven early I don't remember it was like it was about mid it was mid season but that yeah. was when we really made that turning point into yeah. an ex- into the top tier team and yeah. you just think some other games you know that one game I remember was, I think it was one of the first times we played Seattle in this stretch and we were even winning the game we were we were driving downfield to score the winning touchdown D'Angelo Williams fumbles the ball in, in the red zone and that started his deterioration of his career or even yeah. like two years ago. When we were trying to recover from the, the the aftermath of the crap show that was the Steelers game, and we thought Seattle was a team we could beat, it was a team we needed to beat to stay in playoff contention, and then we just kind of started. And Corn Elder happened. Yes, Corn Elder happened. And got Corn Elder by David Moore, not even the best Moore on the field that day. But <laughs> that rivalry has become one of the bigger out of conference rivalries in the NFL in the past decade. I mean, those were some of the biggest teams. In their time frame, some of the most successful teams, at least in the NFC. I mean, I can't think of a lot of bigger ones. To me, that was that's been our biggest out of conference rival. There are other contenders, but I I go with the Seahawks. What about y'all? Uh, yeah, it would have to be Seattle. It would it would it would have to be in the sense of that we've had some classic battles with them, and it was a turning point of like when you when both teams were good. You knew that was a game that, like, okay, whoever wins this game is the class of the NFC. There was yeah. no debating about because Green Bay, even with, I mean, we we we've handled Green we've Bay. We've handled Green Bay. We never we had a really bad other than this yeah. last game, which yeah, we should have won. But yeah, this is Kyle Lowe. I'm not putting that on us. <laughs> but no, that's know. the snow uh, covering up the freaking end zone. And Kyle Lowe. Wait, fumble that ball. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I mean, I've I've been that's the biggest rivalry that I can think of that I, out of out of division that mattered to me. Um, it's it's always been a fun game to watch. Now I will say this, you know, even with as competitive as it's been, we haven't won many times out of this out of this matchup. Like, At least not in the regular season. Yeah, well, I mean, in the off season, it's it's an even or no. I actually think we've only we've won we've been on once in the regular season when it mattered, and once in the playoffs when it mattered. Yes, that's yeah. It was it's one and one in the regular season or in the playoffs. Yeah, one and one in the playoffs. The regular season they ain't been too kind. To it's been, I think, one and three thereabout. I mean, like I said, there are some other teams. Yeah. I don't know if y'all thought like the Redskins. I mean, that's not a rivalry per se. We played them a lot of years in a row. I mean, yeah. for the le- I mean, is well, that what you got to think about the Redskins in terms of just territory? You know, for a lot of North Carolina people, it was probably either we're going to root for the Falcons or we're going to root for the Redskins. Um, because if I'm correct, Charlotte a lot of times actually got more Redskin games than they did the Falcons, just because of where they were located. So you get those northern North Carolina people and stuff. The Redskins were who they kind of, you know, rooted for. So I think the Redskins-Panthers deal, a little bit. Not to the extent of Seattle. But if I had to pick the next team, I think it's Redskins just because of that, that territory. Yeah. Yeah, for me, definitely Seattle comes to mind first as a team outside of the division that is just the biggest rival. But besides them, probably Arizona I'd go with. I mean, we've had some tough games against them in recent history. And, you know, thankfully the last game I think we played against them, well, that playoff game was a big win uh, to send us to, you know, through the playoffs. And then, I mean, I was just wondering, while we're on the topic of rivals, I don't know about you guys since you're more local to the area than me. Who are some, like, who in the division do you hate the most? 
Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in our Money in the Bank segment. We we we, we, we can fill in the segment right here. Well, if you need a little refresher, yeah. click on the go go to YouTube Money in the Bank episode three. We can give you the full rundown in that. Yeah, uh, it, it basically boils down to New Orleans. I I haven't been really been a fan of since about what. Since they won that Super Bowl, yeah, because they, because they, because they were cute no, up until uh, that point. Deflate Gate, or not Deflate? Excuse me, um, Bounty Gate. Everybody, That's my anima. Was it? No, Cam was in the league when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Bounty Gate was like, oh, Bounty. You know, Bounty Gate went back to that '09 season. Did it? Yeah. I, thought it was uh, yeah. I thought it was the year after. No. Okay, well, then, yeah. it's, all, it's, all, it's all the same time frame. Yeah, it's so all the same, same So we all hate for we all agree. Yeah, on the same time frame. Yeah, yeah, pretty much '09 when they won the Super Bowl because obviously I don't want anybody else in my division to win Super Bowl side. Team, so yeah, that was that was pretty much it for me. So, yeah. and the Bucks are just like you know the yeah. little brother, like oh, it's cute, like he's cute. He's 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 doing. He's trying to be like Big Brother. That's adorable. That's nice. And then like yeah, and then, Atlanta. Atlanta's a shit show because they'll 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 crap themselves yeah. before anything else. But the problem with Atlanta is yeah. a lot of times. I mean, we've been swept by them the last two years, and a lot of the times we are, in my mind, the better team. Right. We just play worse. We either execute wrong. I mean, especially after that, you know, them breaking our perfect record. That I will never let get over. I mean, sometimes the Falcons to me more because the Falcons have less talent than the, than the Saints, but they still would have some of the same level of success, and that is what pissed me off. When it comes yeah, to same. Atlanta, when it comes to Atlanta, you're your own worst enemy. Yes. Yeah. You, you, kill, you kill yourself. But for me, New Orleans, I, I listen, as much as I like Drew Brees and stuff like that, Sean Payton I cannot stand. And Taysom Hill, I can't stand. So yeah, and Taysom. Oh, we talked about that. Oh, we, uh, but Sean, oh, yeah. Sean Payton is just this kind of arrogant, um, and he knew what, what you know uh, Kevin Gilbride was doing. I mean, not he was Kevin facilitating Gilbride. it. Oh, yeah. you, you know, he knew exactly what was going on with Bounty Gate, and when you do something like that, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. But I thought I'd put "Do Not Disturb" on. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I it's it's just. And it's funny you go talk back about about that Cardinals and the history we have them. I mean, obviously the game that killed that broke my heart and killed any love that I had for Jake alone, which was that playoff game in what twenty uh, oh, two thousand or two thousand eight, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. whatever it was. We we were twelve and four. We had the bye. We were coming off the bye, and seven turnovers later, we lost to the Cardinals. I cried. That night. I, I I he can attest to this. I had a Jake Delone poster on my wall. Literally seconds after the game ended, I run into my room and ripped the poster <laughs> off the wall and I threw it in the trash can. I was so angry. I cried. I literally, I, I never forgave Jake Delone for that. I gave, I forgave him last year. He was in the Hall of Honor. I'll, I'll let him, I'll let it slide. I've put in my, in my, in the deepest parts of my heart. No, he's still not forgiven because I, that was supposed to be a insane year. That was back to that same team that had gotten to the Super Bowl. It was supposed to perpetuate. Oh, now this is our chance, and that. Just gone. Just absolutely gone. And and when you really come down to it, too, not even just, like, the fact that we had, like, these playoff games with the Seahawks and the 49ers, if you, or excuse me, Seahawks and Cardinals, if you really think about it, our rivalry has been with the NFC West. Yeah. The majority, yeah. I think yeah. 95% I of our playoff yeah. games in the last decade and a half were against the NFC West. We got some good, yeah. we got some classic battles with the NFC and that's, West. And that, even in, in, that, in that Super Bowl run, I mean, because the last playoff game we played was the Saints. And that was the only playoff game other than the Super Bowl year. That Super Bowl year, we played the four, Seahawks and the Cardinals. Year before that, we played the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Year before that, we played the 49ers. And then the next time, we went, the last time we went to the playoffs before that 49ers game against Colin Kaepernick was Jake DeLome and the Cardinals. So, yeah. Literally, yeah. I mean, that's six or seven games straight against the NFC West, NFC West that we were playing. And they were all really, really close games. You know, it's crazy. You, that, go up. If you really... Really want to kick it back. We were in like, the NFC West, weren't think we? Think about yeah, we were. Yeah. We were when we yeah, first, yeah, and then expansion draft but too. I ain't gonna lie, go all the way back to oh, go back to 05. We yeah. got beat in the NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. Yeah. Then you go back to 03. You beat the Rams in the, the overtime. Walk- <laughs> yeah. In the divisional round. Literally. It's 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 the NFC West. What do you have against us? Calm down. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's obviously. Like, when it comes to the Saints and the Falcons, I mean, we have, like, until the Falcons get a, a ring, like, the Bucks and the Saints have that, the, the bragging rights of, oh, we have Super Bowl rings. We have a little, we don't have that, but we have the next best thing, which is we were the first team in the division to win the division multiple years in a row. That was not, no other division had that. No other division had that history of literally every other year it was a different team. 
Right. We were the first four years in a row. We have that. Yeah. Because as good as the Saints ever were, as good as the Falcons ever were, the Bucks ever were, they never won it. No two years in a row. And to be fair, I mean, we had the seven and, and nine and one season. Right. Winning is winning. Yeah. Suck it. So, I mean, it's going to be I'm, – I'm holding on to until hopefully – like, it's just now it's a grudge match with the Falcons. And that's why that Super Bowl – we talked about it a little bit. That next Super Bowl after the Panthers-Broncos – I was so shocked when I saw so many people that were rooting for the Falcons because they thought the Patriots were cheaters. Like, no, don't root for the Falcons. Yeah. They're in our division. We don't want them to win. Yeah. Like, and that baffled me so much because there were so many people in Charlotte. It was so split. They were like, no, Patriots are cheaters. I'm rooting for the Patriots. And I'm like, no, why would you root for the Falcons? It's the Falcons. Yeah. I don't. The Patriots accumulating rings don't do anything for me. They, no. They're, they're, they're going to do it regardless. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna win. First of all, yeah, yeah. Your, your hate's not going to help. No. Them stop them from winning. No. So, I mean, there's that. So, that's what made that Super Bowl much more important. Um, And just especially because I think – the history when it comes to Atlanta and Cam. I mean, he's got such history in Atlanta. His whole family's kind of embedded in Atlanta. You always kind of... I was something... Not that I felt kind of betrayed, per se, but the same with TD, but I was also like, oh, he's a piece of him is in Atlanta. You know, I wonder what these games might mean to him. Yeah. And and talking about Cam and his mentality of it all, the, as each, each day passes and as each new thing comes out and each statement is either made or or fabricated might be the better word, I start to worry more and more about not Cam's health physically, but his health mentally and what all this is doing to him. Because his he's such an enigmatic man, this has got to be doing something to him. I mean, I, 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 at least what I think. I don't... I mean, for me, I think Cam's one of those... He's like the, of the, he's the elite of the elite athletes that respond to critique and, and criticism and doubt. I, I I know he's this great big figure that we always see as being happy for all, all the time. But at the end of the day, this guy is the guy that he's responded when it's been when, when his time has been called upon. Yeah. When when we had questions about whether he was a busted the number one pick when we missed the playoffs his first two years, when he he came back his third year, goes twelve and four, answers all those questions, answered them with the MVP. I think he can keep he keeps responding. I think this is just it's a it's it's a test for him. Obviously, I mean he hasn't been healthy the last two years, but. It's it, Tom's gonna. Tom's only gonna tell. I mean, Cam seems to respond every time when 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 questions were about his accuracy. What well, he came twenty eighteen up until his shoulder got blown out. He was he was over sixty percent as far as completion percentage. Cam's a Cam's a, Cam's a gamer. I think he'll I think he'll respond. But I, he's been taking. I think he's been taking note though of everything that's been said about him in, in in his absence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cam's always been the man. Honestly, around Carolina and Charlotte, he's just been the guy. But before that, he's faced a lot of adversity. You know, at Florida, with with Tebow there, he had to leave because of the whole laptop situation. You know, he took a year at Blinn College to play at, like, a smaller level uh, before going to Auburn. And then, of course, you know, going on to be the number one pick. So, I mean, he's definitely faced his adversity before. But in that interview uh, during the Super Bowl week, I mean, of course, it's just an interview. He sounded really confident, though, about his, you know, future in Carolina. But for me personally, like, I've always been saying, like, you guys know, like, I want Cam. I want to keep Cam around. But lately, I actually, like, my mind's been changing a little bit. Because after this year, we, you know, we got to extend him. And I don't know if what the future looks like with Cam after this year. Of course, this year, I think, you know, I'd like to keep him around because he's making so little money. And, you know, Alex Smith is even making more than him, as I said. So, like, for, for this year, I'm all right with Cam. But if we sell, sell him now while we can, you know, that might be a better move for the future. When it, when it comes to Cam, um, and I'm going to go back a little bit, you know, obviously he, he had some of the issues in college. Um, you know, you come to Carolina, and one of the first things he says ever is, I want to be an entertainer. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. He said something to that effect that, you know, I want to be an entertainer, and I'll do it on the football field. Um, and, you know. My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. It's home to thousands of students working together with faculty to advance our careers, change our careers, or finally earn our degree. My classroom is just like every Penn State classroom because it is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. 
My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. My Penn State classroom is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. He was exuberant, you know, and he, he was out there. And, you know, and, and not only that, and, you know, being, you know, being black, a black quarterback, and, you know, having the problems he did, and then make the statement he said, and, you know, and they would show – the media was so bad on him because they would show him on the sidelines moping and with a towel on and all that other stuff that he just had to overcome it all. And and I think he was getting to a point where he was he's he's grown up, he has shown maturity, and I think you know his answers to some of the questions during Super Bowl week were fantastic. Um, but I just begin to wonder, you know, how tired is he when it comes to the Panthers um, and and being you know with them. Um, you know, I'm worried about him that way, but I think he's done such a great job of growing up and um, and, and becoming a man and, and becoming a dad and, and becoming that 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 stellar part of our community. Um, but, you know, I think it's just he had so much to overcome. And he's done such a great job. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you talk about it a little bit there. He's always had to deal with that. And I think it's telling. I mean, the success he creates after dealing with this adversity i've correct me wrong he won that juco championship the year he was there then he won the national championship the year he was in auburn and then i mean he's gotten the success you talk about 12 and 4 after not making the playoffs years making the super bowl in his first five six years so i think not only does it fuel him but i do think it does hit him a little bit and i think not because from the fans per se i still think this every all this from the media does hit i think it's blatantly unfair the react the the coverage that the type of coverage and the sheer amount of coverage that he would get and it's not just him because for whatever reason like you said they would not show i mean they show the occasional quarterback on the bench you know sitting there but literally every time something like immediately the minute they came off the field boom right to cam with the mat with the with the towel then after the super bowl i mean cam says one thing cam doesn't even say anything he just stops asking questions which is not an uncommon thing in the world of sports journalism Players walk out of press conferences and have done that in the past. He got blown up for it. Tom Brady did the same thing. Or Matt Ryan, excuse me, did the same thing a year later. No one said a word. I think it's incredibly unfair how much coverage he got. And you see it still today. It's not as much. It has happened around. Some people like Deshaun Watson have gotten it. But when Cam performs poorly, all is on. All eyes are on him. Everything is on him. And you see it with Lamar Jackson this year. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. had one of the best seasons a quarterback could have. You play one below average game in one of the biggest stages against an incredibly good team on defense and you get blown up for it and act like you're immature and you can't handle your stuff and you just immediately get blown away because you maybe have the wrong skin color for your position i'm sorry but that's really what it boils down to and do you know i mean here's the deal even now let me just ask you three this and y'all kind of what do you think if let's say cam never wins a super bowl and just kind of you know fades off into the sunset what is the one moment in his playing history do you think will be relived the most? Uh, and oh, oh yeah, obviously the not jumping on the phone. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the only moment that people will. What? But I'm oh, sorry, didn't hear. Oh, jumping, not jumping on the fumble. Not jumping. Jump, yeah, hundred percent. When you know what should be the moments that should be relived? How about carrying three guys on his body as he fights for a third down? How about playing a game not four days after getting in a life-threatening car crash? How about taking an incredibly offensive game that you needed to win late in the season against one of the best offensive players in the league at that time, and they had just scored a touchdown against the when it was that Giants game. He has the talent, and he goes, "All right, bet. Let me go yeah. score." Goes out and scores. You know, if you listen to what the media says about Cam, Cam's only had one good year. Yeah, in their mind. I think, yeah. yeah, I think obviously mm-hmm. it all hits a little bit harder for us because. Obviously, you, you two being from the Charlotte area, me and Tyler being Panthers fans from afar, we've watched Cam grow from his from his first year as a rookie to this point now. Oh, yeah. I've watched Cam do a lot of incredible things that people just won't give him credit no. for. No. I mean, it's, it's, and, 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 it's, and it's, it's clear as day. Obviously, the media has their picks. And, and I mean, it, it's a game that, you know, 
I mean, it's, it's not fair. It's 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 a dirty game that gets played out in the media where, when they pick who they want their darlings to be. I, I mean, obviously, we see Taysom Hill gets all the love in the world while there's T- Teddy Bridgewater on the roster that's yeah. a proven starter in 34 starts. He's one, he's 22 exactly. and 12, but yet it, we're questioning point. whether he can play in this league as a starter. Or not even that, uh, but just like and not again. I have nothing against Russell Wilson, but he doesn't even get the flack that Cam gets. And some no. not that I'm saying he he does things that deserve to get the flack, but. There are certain yeah, they, things that he's a media dog. Yeah, yeah he's no, he's a media darling. He's the Cinderella of the NFL, and he's not Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. They'll do things that if if Cam threw a pass without looking, everything oh. in the media that we would go, oh, he's a cocky little piece of crap. But you know, he doesn't. He's just a playmaker. He only cares about how he looks. That's exactly what would happen. And mm-hmm. I understand that as Panthers fans, we we also get a bad rap because look at, I know, Cam is not Superman. No. He was at a time. He was a, but even some of the, like, I never liked the towel on Cam's head. I never liked how much emotion he showed on the field. As a quarterback, you are supposed to be level. I liked seeing him happy, but when you're sad, when, when it's not going the way you want to, you're not supposed to show that. I understand that. And it's like you said, Tyler, not that I've been thinking about it, but it's what I've been begging for people to understand. And it's what we've, we've, I feel like you've said in every episode, you're not going to get a better quarterback at 19 million for this next season. So let Cam play one more season, play out his contract, and then based off of this year, he's got an adequate line that can protect him. He's got the best weapons ever. If he doesn't perform well, then there's no excuse. Then, yes, you can cut him. Then I have nothing to argue. But to not even give him a fighting chance because you think – because look at the media – and it's the media's biggest proponent of it, and it's been proven this week. The media proved it to everyone this week that they give Cam unfair coverage. You want to know why? Because Bleacher Report, one of the top authorities in sports news, quoted and sourced an opinion column from the Charlotte Observer stating that Cam was going to be traded. They took, and their source that they said, oh, no, it's okay, was Evander Holyfield, whose son isn't even on the roster anymore. But they quoted from an opinion piece claiming that because of that opinion piece and how it was written, that it was certain that Cam was going to be traded come March 1st. Yeah, and I, I was highly upset with Bleacher Report. I was, yeah. I, was, I know we know what kind of media outlet Bleacher Report is. You know what I'm saying? It's but more, I, re- I think they've but garnered more respect Exactly. That. You've garnered enough to, a respect to the point where that shouldn't come across my phone as breaking. No. Like, that, that's no. what hurt Because when like, I saw that, I freaked out. Like, we looked at each other in class like... Yeah, we were like... Because... <laughs> Yeah, and, and when I'm, you take when you're a a top so a top tier news organization, you take the time to look and see if it was an article or if it was an opinion piece. Yeah, it's just it was just irresponsible on on. I the mean, you know that Jeff, as a, as a member of the media, you understand that, right? Absolutely. I mean, but you know, but the, here's the problem with the media now, and the media is changing, um, and it's it's you got to be the first to report something. And no matter what it is, right or wrong, get it out first, and you're good to go. And, you know, for them to say that, um, you know, now, I mean, had a Vander talk to Cam and stuff like, you know, but you just don't. But people, listen, the media now thrives on on controversy, you know, people yelling at each other. It, it just, it'll just give, it, well, it gives us stuff to yell about. Yeah, yeah sure. So, so are, they, are they doing their job? I mean, are they getting people talking about it? Yes. Is it ignorant? Yes. Are you, you know, you're buying into Evander Holy? I mean, stop, you know, and, and so I'd like to hear Tyler's thoughts. The younger guy. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with that because as we've been saying throughout this time, I, I won't believe anything until I hear it from the head coach and GM. You know, that's that's who makes the decision and nothing's been official yet. And it's just really irresponsible for that to, you know, as big of a site as Bleacher Report where, you know, so many people are following them and they're such a big following. So, like, you know, it shocked you guys. It shocked me. I was nervous. I was like, this is huge news. But then, you know, you look into it and it's Evander Holyfield, you know, talking about it. Yeah. And that, I was like, really? That's who you're going to source? Evander Holyfield. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. Like, you, you do you. Okay. I, I understand what, how this process works now. I, I get it. And, I mean, like we said, I, if I were to hear the right offer for Cam. If we, like you say, we shop him now, save that money, might be better in the long run. If I hear that lo- that offer, then maybe, you know, then maybe I'm a bit I'm a bit more okay with it. But whether I hear it or not, that's you know that's not here there. But I'm more concerned about I I believe regardless that Cam will be a Panther next season. 
I believe he will. I think he's still on. I think they're going to sh- take that option. I think that's going to happen. He'll get one more year to prove himself. I hope. I pray. Now, after that, it's all contingent on how he performs this season. Like I was saying earlier, he's got his best. He's got his best weapons. He's got a better than average line. I'd say as long as they're healthy, he's got a, a, a subpar defense. But what they're going to be focused on is his out, his offensive. You know, outcome, his offense is output. If he can score, can they, can they produce? That's what he's going to be contingent on. So for me, I, I think he's a, he's a Panther this season. Who knows next season? Uh, I, what do you, what do y'all think? I, I'm well. Keep Cam in short. Keep Cam. But his thing, I will understand if they were to move on in this in the sense that you you signed Matt Rule to a seven year deal. If I'm not, it's seven yeah, seven year. year yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So. If they really want to give Matt Rule the team that he wants to put out there, then you go ahead and you package Cam up for whatever you can get and just roll with it. If that's really how you feel. You've already – Greg Olson's gone. Yeah. Luke Keefe's retired. Yeah. Uh, you got, you're, you're almost due to pay Christian McCaffrey. So and, – and because of how everybody feels about the running backs and, and paying that position, which – Again, it really usually isn't the smartest thing to do for most guys, but, but this is a different case. Yeah. If, they, if, if you feel that you're in a bad position as far as like where your money's going, then move on. Yeah. And, and that's a really, yeah. you feel that strongly about it. But in short, I do think Cam is, is still going to be a path to come next season. Okay. I'm going to go completely opposite. I think he's gone. I think he's played his final day as a Panther. I think that um, I, I would have wished and hoped we would have heard more from management. Um, in a more positive way, you know, every time it's, well, we'll wait till March. We'll see if he's healthy, if he can perform. Um, I just, and I agree with what Chunky said. I think that with Matt rule, I think Tepper said, listen, I signed you to seven years. You said this is a building process. Tepper keeps saying building process, blah, blah, blah. Now the question is, so I think cam's gone. What do you get for him? I'm going to tick a lot of people off. I don't think you get more than a third or fourth round pick for him. Yeah. And, I don't think, I don't think the market is that great for a guy that hasn't played in really a year and a half. And, but and it just is, and, and here's the deal. If you can find that right mix, and I'm going to go back, and I'm sorry, I know I talk Titans a little bit sometimes, but who would have thought Ryan Tannehill would have done what he did? You know, yeah. so if you True. can bring, I mean, I've heard, like, do you bring in Andy Dalton? Do you bring in? I'll leave. I'll go to you. I'll go with the Titans if that happens. I'll leave. Bring, you know, bring in Andy Dalton. Do you bring in, do you go get Teddy Bridgewater? Do you go get whoever? And, I mean, the just is, but here's the deal. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let Tyler take over. If, I hope that if if they if Cam's gone, I hope he gets healthy, and I hope he just goes somewhere and sticks it to all the media. Oh <laughs> yeah, said something bad to him, and and just give him the big old middle finger and go screw everybody. You guys didn't think you know I'm not done. I knew I wasn't done, and I'm I'm gonna prove it to everybody. And I that's what I hope happens if he goes. Yeah, yeah. I think with Cam, you know, I mean, I see the Panthers as. We've always been more of like a conservative front office with making moves, signing free agents, making draft picks. But, you know, it's kind of been shifting a little bit with, with Tepper. With You know, he's, he's the richest um, owner in the league, so he's more aggressive making moves. He's going all in on this thing. But I think the conservative thing would, to do would be to keep Cam for one more year, see how he plays, and then, you know, if you don't want to resign him, you let him walk. But if you're confident that Cam is, you know, done in Carolina, why not just trade him? And get something for him before you know he just let him walk to free agency and get nothing out of him. And you know I agree with Jeff totally about you know probably a third, a second, third, you know for Cam because like it's tough to really invest in somebody like Cam at this point with all his injury issues and everything. My only thing is like tanking, tanking. You know, I mean, you know, selling a lot of assets off at this point. We have a superstar running back right now that isn't getting any younger, and I think. The window with him is definitely now. So I don't wanna I don't wanna say that we're going into a rebuild. I just wanna I mean Seattle kind of did the same thing a few years ago. They kind of just, you know, replenished and just, you know, filled a few needs and then they were back in the playoffs real quick. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would be I wouldn't be unopposed or excuse me, I wouldn't be opposed to hearing offers for Cam this year. Yeah, I mean Especially if he comes out as healthy, and we think that's the way to go. What would you take? What What would you think would be the fair? I'm not taking any worse than a top, like a middle top tier to top tier player, and then a first or second round draft pick. I mean, that's what I need. He's the former MVP. If you're a team that needs a quarterback and he's healthy, 
I'm not taking any less than that. Because I'm not if I'm taking two draft picks, I'm getting what I got for Khalil Mack. But I'm Andrew, sorry, but I am. But he's got the same injury as Andrew Luck. What he do you? Same, not, well, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I you know, you're you're until he throws, it is a huge, huge risk. Okay, he threw and threw well when, without being he threw well enough with his foot being halfway off. He still threw well in the Rams game. It was obviously bad in the Buccaneers game, but he still threw. We've mm-hmm. seen things, and if he's if he is completely healthy, and we say have this preseason where he's throwing and he's doing well, even if it's a game, and even with shot taking trades halfway through the year, you know, I'm still not taking less because if you then you're you're you've lost. You have given up if you're taking less than at least. Because I'll take first two first picks, or even a first round pick and a second round pick. I'm taking two picks, or I'm getting Kyle Fuller. And a mid-level first-round pick. Because if the Bears need a quarterback, that's what I'm getting. It's got to be at least a. It, it doesn't have to be at least a, a future first. Because if I, if I'm put, if I'm shopping away a franchise quarterback, and that's been that's that's what you will be doing yeah. at that point. Oh, you got oh you got to pay up. You got to pay you, up. You have to. But now that's the thing. That's why I don't think he's going anywhere because I don't no. think nobody's willing to pay that. No, I don't think so either. Because, <laughs> but I mean, because if he unless he performs the first couple games, but we still think that's not the direction we want to go. And then he's proven that he can still do it. I don't understand why people are forgetting how good he was and how good he was not only during the MVP season, but the year after that and the year after that up until he got hit by a man who's the same exact size as him right in his arm. You don't just walk away from that the same. You, you don't do that. And I think he, was, he had MVP performance during those first six games. He, was throwing, he had one of the best QBRs in the, year of the, in the league that year. He had some of the best stats that year. So his last normal, and that was the first two years that he'd been injured for more than 45% of the, of the year. So, I mean, I'm not taking less than a top-tier trade for him because that's what he deserves. And if you're the Panthers and you're trying to get, if you're trying to rebuild your team without him, that's what you need. That's, that. I mean, it sounds biased, but he, like, people quickly forget how impactful he was and how impactful he still can be. I mean, that's just... That's just that's just me though. That's what it boils down to. But what do y'all what op, what offers would you want to hear? What offers do y'all think are reasonable? I guess. Yeah, I think you know if we let him walk after he played another year in free agency, we'd at least get a third round uh, compensatory pick back for him. So definitely a, more than a three. But I've always you know I'm with you, Jack, on like you know I like it's hard. I don't know what teams would give a one, but like. It'd be really hard to turn anything less than that, that um, or accept anything less than that. Yeah, it really would. I, I listen. I'm gonna I'm, I'm go against you guys. I just I don't. Um, I, how broken is he? I mean that that's the big question is how broken is he? And and it just is. I don't see a team that's gonna go. You know, I, I think you're gonna. I don't even think you're gonna get Jack. I don't even think you're gonna get a player. I think somebody they'll they'll pull the trigger if somebody offers them a third round draft pick. They'll pull the trigger, and then I will promptly go over to the Titans and never talk to the Panthers but, again. But listen, but listen, <laughs> let's think about it. Break it down for a second. I mean, okay, so obviously he's been linked to Chicago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who need so, a quarterback desperately? Oh yeah. Well, uh, yes. Uh, Look, I no, I agree. I agree. Even broken Cam Newton is better than Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. What What if he goes to? What if, what if he goes to? You know, let, gosh forbid. What if he goes to Tampa Bay? I expect Tampa Vita Vea and a second round pick. Yeah. That's my. That's what I'm. That's all I'm hearing. And and I'm gonna be honest and just don't get me. And I'm gonna tick people off. Even his last year or so. Yeah, and you can go back to 15, 16, 17. Not 15. Huh? 15, he was the MVP. No, no, I'm saying go back to 15, oh. 16, 17. That's great. The last two or three years, you're talking about health and really not a very accurate quarterback. I don't have his numbers in front of me. He's never been. Uh, he's been more accurate than people give him credit for. Because you see some of the throws he's make when he's under pressure, and he's more accurate than people give him credit for. But it's also hard to be accurate when you're getting breathed down your neck because your offensive line gives you two seconds I, to throw the ball. I, I agree. I agree. I just, put, it I, in, put, on, put, on, put on the two-tone blue lenses. Derrick Henry next year. Tears his ACL, right? Right. He tears ACL, plays halfway through the season, say he breaks his foot or he breaks an arm or something of that nature. Right. Now he's getting talked about getting traded. Now he's getting talked about should we re-sign him? He's coming to the end of his contract because you tagged him and then you you, you exercise your you know option and then tagged him. 
what are you taking for Derek? The former MVP or former top rusher in the NFL, who's had now two years of injuries, subpar, but we're short. We're shortened because of injuries. Probably two. Probably two. I about to say that, and it's a little different because it is a running back. Yeah. So you really gotta take it. You gotta, gotta you really gotta compare quarterback to quarterback. Yeah. So what did and and, and, and and if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember for the life of me what did San Francisco give up for Jimmy G? A two. It was a two. A two. Yeah, it was just a two. Okay. If yeah. they can get a two for him, a guy that's a, he's a old he was an yeah. older guy. He's not young. Jimmy G's 28. He yeah. ain't young. No. He can, you can get a two for him. I can get you. You can't tell me I can't. I can't get a one. Now, are you willing to give me a one? Probably not. But here's the thing: I don't think many teams. If I had to be honest, what team really has the assets to really get Cam for like an right. equal deal? Like the Bears. Yeah. Sam Bradford what, 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 was traded for a one. If you, I'm the Bears. Yeah. What, what What do you give up if you're the Bears to get Cam? You can get up. A, you can give up a defensive back. You can give up a defensive. And you can give up Eddie, an Eddie, Jackson. Eddie Jackson or Kyle Fuller. I'll take either one of those in a second-round pick. That's fine. That's a good deal because you get a automatic Pro Bowl defensive back either in the safety or the cornerback position, which we need. Yeah. And then you get so a second-round pick. I would take Jackson. I, I would take, take Jackson if, that, if that's the case. I would take Fuller. Jackson, a second-round pick, yeah. I'll take. I, I'll take that. I mean, Fuller's showing he's better than Bradbury. Yeah. I would take either one of those. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. And easy. if the Bears needed that, they needed that bad, then cool. We get him. Let me back up because I want to make sure I got this right. The only way they can do anything with Cam, though, is they either cut him or trade him, right? Correct. Yeah. He's still got a year. He's still got. He's still yeah. correct, right? Okay. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I it. I'm if I'm for, if I'm looking into the 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 crystal ball, I'm saying it's a three, but I could see a two. But I don't think anybody's going to give more than a two at all. Understand. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell just because I don't know which teams would give a one right now. I mean, I was just looking in Sam Bradford in 2016. The Vikings gave up a one for him to Philly. Yeah. For Sam Bradford. For Sam Bradford. So it's it's hard so to find Sam value. Gets yeah. a... <laughs> hey, yo, I'm, 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 you got you to pay up. If Sam Bradford can go for a one, you got to pay me. Pay me. He's the first round pick. Why is Cam get first? Cam was number yeah. one pick. So Cam gets that much. One guy, one guy's actually a good quarterback. Exactly. One guy's been so. the NFL MVP and one guy's been to a Super Bowl. Not oh. Sam Bradford. But it's, un- but it's yeah. understandable, though. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I'm I, not going to stand here and say that I, I think it's going to happen. I'm just saying what yeah. he deserves. I'm not saying it's going to happen, and, I'm, yeah. and it's not going to be reasonable. I'm saying when you think about what we're giving up and what we're trying to do because we're giving them up, then that's what we need to look for. And I don't want to go down another bad road here or whatever. We talk about Sam Bradford and Jimmy G and stuff like that. White pocket passer. No, yeah. <laughs> black, no, yeah. black mobile quarterback. I'm not, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's, no, we understand what league we're in right now. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we're in the league where the Eric, we're in the league where Eric Vianney is not a head coach. Right. No, I listen, I agree. I agree. It's a dirty game being played. Okay. But, you know, I mean, all this aside, because this is all really just conjecture. I mean, that's what most sports talk is. Yeah. But regardless of what happens with Cam, regardless of what happens in the next few months, I mean, God, we have till April till the draft, which is so long. I really don't like that you did that, NFL. I really would appreciate if you make it earlier, even, honestly, because what are you doing at that time? But who is someone that you think, rain or shine, Trade or no trade, cam no cam. No matter what, the Panthers need to draft first, second, third round, wherever. Who who do you, who do y'all think we need to pick up? Go Tyler. Tyler's the drafting guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's, pretty it's hard to pick out one guy for sure. But if I have to go with one guy, you know, I'd go in the first round with Derek Brown. You know, if you look at mock drafts or just you know look at anything draft related, it's really hard to avoid seeing you know the Panthers getting Derek Brown. I mean, we were so bad against the run last year, and. Um, it could even just get worse if we don't. We are we're not able to bring back Gerald McCoy, and you know Don Terry Poe. Um, he has that contract situation where we can bring him back, but he could be gone too, and he hasn't been great either. So I think bringing in a guy like Derek Brown, who I I mean I watched his film the other day, and I think he's an elite prospect at the position. You know, just a pure game wrecker. I tweeted about it um, on the Panthers brawl. So if you guys want to check that out, but I think I like Derek Brown, but you know. That drastically changes if Cam's gone, you know. Yeah. Of course. I'm going with Tua. I'm going with Tua. I think that um, Cam's gone, and you got to get some energy and excitement. They're going to figure out a way to work it up, and they're going to get Tua, and and that's who that would add some excitement. That would add some jersey sales, put some uh, butts in the seats, and uh, 
You got McCaffrey and Tua back there. That's that, that's that's where I'm going. I'm gonna take this on two fronts real quick because one thing, no, that's another thing. If you want, if you're Tapper and you're a businessman, honestly, then you keep Cam because I want to tell you, you thought the seats were empty this year. Ooh. You thought the seats were empty this year. If Cam's gone and McCaffrey, or <laughs> all we have left is McCaffrey, there will not be people in Bank of America Stadium. We've seen it happen with the Hornets. Their attendance has plummeted without Kemba. So if Cam's gone, I'm sorry, but you have TD's gone, Olsen's gone, Cam's gone. You, you're going to see a huge drop. Tua's going to fill seats, though. Not with the Panthers. You don't think Tua would fill seats? Do you think that the offensive line that has broken a 245-pound-plus man I, can keep a person who has a glass body intact? Tua has had two has had more injuries and more consistent injuries than Cam has had ever. Well, so I think you think I think, Kev, I think Tepper's gonna like yeah. Let's think about it this way: if you keep Cam, yeah, you dag on well during free agency, go get yourself a couple of premium offensive linemen in free agency. Yes. Not so even then, that. Then you're I, ready to go. I think right in the draft, right off the board. The more and more I look at it, I understand that Kinlaw and Brown are really good off the board, but the offensive tackle, offensive line class in this is. While it is heavy, I don't. I think there's room where you can get right off the bat. Andrew Thomas, right out of Georgia. I've seen him play against South Carolina. He's done. He des. He went toe to toe with Kinlaw and did pretty well. He's an offensive tackle. He's right. He's six five. He's huge. Put him in there. Solidify the younger talent. You have Daly. You have Little. You have Thomas. You have your young core. Because it doesn't matter who we put back there if we can't protect them. I mean, McCaffrey barely is able to get out of there. He can still break through the middle, but if you can't protect the quarterback, it doesn't matter who's back there. It could be Tua, it could be Brady, it could be Cam. It don't matter. So that for me, no matter who we got, I, I'm sorry, I need an offensive tackle. Yeah, um, I don't really have the draft thing. Really, isn't my thing. I haven't really looked at any of these guys, any particularly per se. So, but if you keep Cam, you go offensive line. I couldn't tell you which one. I'll be honest with you. Until I go look at it myself, I really couldn't tell you which one. If you don't keep Cam, then yeah, you probably you would have to go too. Honestly, that's the only other quarterback I can see you taking that early. That would be worth it. But that's yeah. And, I, but, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, you might have to trade up to get him. And see, I'm not doing that. You know what? I'll be bad. No, I'll be bad for another year before I trade up for Tua. I ain't gonna lie. I'll be bad for another year. Uh, It it wouldn't even be that bad. Because honestly, because if if I had to trade up for Tua, and I might as well tank and just get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Because if you're gonna trade up for a quarterback, trade up to try to get to try to get Burrow, which you're not going to get. So you don't trade up for Tua. We can get Mm -hmm. Tua at seven. He's not gonna go that far. I don't believe that people are that heavy on him because of his injuries. I know that. I know every the physicals came out fine. But I mean, at ban- I mean, I, I just I don't put the weight on him yet because I don't know if he comes out of the gates and is all cylinders firing. I just don't see it. I would wait. I mean, I'm not trying to wait for Lawrence. I'm not trying to wait for anyone like that. But I just like I said, I it's just I don't trust anybody in this draft right now right. that I want to go after other than offensive line or defensive line. I mean, that's right. that is just me. Sure. But you know, it's like I said, it's all conjecture. We can all see what happens. We. Can be patiently waiting for that March first, March thirty first, whatever March the 1st, no, March first is the, the beginning of the opinionated, opinionated article, which Bleacher Report decided to accredit. So you know, other than that, we'll really see what happens. And I mean, we can sit and argue all we want, but I mean, either and we we can say whatever we want doesn't mean any of our well anything that we're going to say is going to happen, and none of what we say is going to affect anything that happens in the front office, which a lot of fans don't really understand. Yeah, but going into next week. I don't really have any topics planned because, for the one thing, Lord knows what's going to happen within a week in terms of how much has happened with the Panthers this week and some other teams. And on a more exciting note, now, it will be a little sad because next week, Tyler and Jeff will be taking a break from the brawl. Um, They're both going doing separate things. But Shantice and I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, on location at one of their many fine breweries. And we will be sitting down live with former Carolina Panthers, former Miami Dolphins, and former Houston Oilers, Tennessee Oilers, Tennessee Titans, however many years he was on the team. Former offensive lineman, who knows more about the struggles than anybody else, Yeah, Kevin Donnelly. Uh, he has been with the Panthers towards the end of his career. His, his, his home is in Charlotte. His family's in Charlotte. And 
in the later parts of his years, he's, a, he's been a coach at Charlotte Christian, a coach at University of North Carolina at Charlotte, and he has worked very heavily with the Panthers media and their PR department doing their on-game, pre-game uh, shows, some post-game shows with Mike Tolbert, and now hosting his own podcast, because everyone's getting on the train now, with former Panthers defensive end Al Wallace. So we're really excited to get to have him on. We're going to get to talk to him, talk to him, what you know, his perspective on everything that's been going down. And how he his kind of insider look into it because he knows more than most about the culture of a NFL locker room. So that's going to be really really cool. And uh, a little bit of a kicker, little reasoning as to how we were able to get him on. Not because he just isn't such a very accessible man, because he is and was very accommodating to help once I reached out to him because that's just kind of the guy he is. But actually, um, here at the University of South Carolina, I have lived with. I guess now three different sets of roommates. Um, but my freshman year, uh, after living with the roommate I lived with, I moved in for for our sophomore year. I moved in with one of my, uh, one of the guys that lived on my floor, um, and another guy, and we lived in an apartment together. And uh, his name is Thomas Donnelly. And it was actually kind of funny because I didn't even put two and two together until we were looking for apartments near the end of my freshman year, and it wasn't even I wasn't even the one who put two and two together. It was actually originally my dad who put two and two together. So you want to talk about that? I got to go, like, look at apartments with Kevin Donnelly. Yeah. (laughs) For, like, an entire day and had lunch. And I know I probably embarrassed him, Jack, because I sat there the entire time just kind of in awe that I was having a friendly conversation with Kevin Donnelly. And we talked about – I talked to all Oilers and Titans. I didn't really talk a whole lot about the Panthers. But, um, yeah, that was kind of a cool day. And uh, I remember my wife going, relax, breathe. (laughs) don't embarrass your son Um, it was funny because we were talking like in the dorm one day and he was like we were talking actually about you uh dad and i was like yeah my dad you know he was a sports reporter forever because we were talking to each other and i was like he was a sports forever and then he was like a uh, you know youth pastor and then sports reporter again and i was like what does your dad do and he was like oh yeah my dad was in the nfl and i was like really he's like yeah my dad played for the panthers i was like and the titans i was like really i was like yeah i was like what's your dad's name and he's like kevin so i called my dad immediately he's like hey do you know kevin donnelly and he was like you mean like the former lineman for the Titans and the Panthers? I was like, yeah, that's my roommate's dad. And he was like, literally sent me pictures within 45 minutes. He was like, trying to find Donnelly Titans jerseys on eBay that I can wear when we go meet him. I'm like, dad, please, please don't. I I really would rather you not. So he won't unfortunately be there to embarrass me anymore. Because he'll still be out in Cali where he is. He's, you know, he's uh, getting cabin fever out there. But um, stay tuned because we have... That episode coming up, that's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait for that. Oh, yeah. You'll get to see us. We won't get drunk, but we will definitely drink on air. Yes. Oh, no, that's going. We're we're not going to get drunk, but we will drink. We will have some of the fine beers that they have at Old Mecklenburg Brewery that are some that are Charlotte-themed as well. And then we have a very special uh, Money in the Bank planned as well. We're not going to tell you why, but stay tuned for that. Just keep keep your eyes peeled. Just keep them open. We're going to be continuing to give you all what y'all been asking for and that's more about the panthers so we hope you've enjoyed this first quarter month or so of panthers brawl i know we have and until next time everybody keep pounding bet i like that one that one got more argumentative i kind of liked it yeah i like that one yeah that was good we need to get we need to get a little more like that i think it was too lovey-dovey we were all too happy with each other i agree i agree i think you got to throw it out there and get a little ugly okay yeah